When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. We are the News Lads and this is the News Lads, but turns out there's hardly any news at the minute because we're rolling in to the end of 2020 and pretty much everything is just not really happening. I'm uh, Scott Taylor, your host, joined by Mr. Josh Brown. Hello, Scott Taylor, hello, hello. my kind friend. Of thought, <laughs> we just sort of thought that when there's very little news out there, and chances are that because we've said this, or I've said this, something massive will break this afternoon, like Microsoft oh, will yeah. buy Sony or Bethesda will do another fallout, or happens every week. Well, I've got a bone to pick with the news gods, actually, Scott Telford, because I feel like they just do it. They just drop the big news every time I leave work. It was half five on Friday last week. And then I got the message from you saying Oscar Isaac has been cast as Solid Snake. In the, I didn't in the even Melody type that out. I just put Oscar Isaac, Solid Snake, capital letters yeah. over and over, <laughs> over again. That was all you got. True. That's all I needed. But at that point, it was half past five. I'd finished work at five. I'd mm. been in the shower, got in my pajamas. Filming news was impossible unless um, I just wanted to... How fast? How fast is your turnaround? Like, I know we're at home, but you just literally, like, turn the, close the laptop, and then just, there's a pair of pajamas hanging in midair that you step into. (laughs) It's like, you know, know, those old cartoons where you'd have that routine and, like, the robots would do most of it. It sort of feels like that. I put the laptop down, and then I just get shimmied along on my chair to the shower, which is about five meters away from me, and then it just rains on me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Massive fan. Uh, I also, I wanted to shout out because you mentioned pajamas, but before we were recording, because I'm, I'm recording this in a lovely dressing gown, I've got a lovely hoodie on and I've got a dressing gown over the top because this is an audio only podcast. So I don't need to look very professional for the video side of things. Um, but I'm going to try and get the ball rolling on a social media response to pajamas versus dressing gown because you're very much pro pajama for right now. Well, uh, to be honest, Scott Tilford, I'm a, I'm a bit scruffy at the minute. I don't really have a nice set of pajamas. Or a nice set of, um, or a nice, <laughs> yeah. I normally just sort of like lounge around in, in my old pants. It's disgusting. Like I've got crisp <laughs> packets everywhere. It's not a nice look. So I want a nice dressing gown. And every single time I log on this and do this with you and I see yours, I just get so jealous. And I'm going to actually, me. I was telling you before we started recording, but I'm asking me, ma'am, for Christmas for a nice little um, dressing gown now because oh. I want to get in this sort of dude-esque vibe that you've got on every single week. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you. I think that uh, I was telling you as well that be, yeah, when, when I first, and we will get to some sort of news, lad, will at we? some point. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's Christmas, isn't it? This is going to be, I oh, know this is going out this week. We've got other stuff coming in the coming weeks and we've also scheduled a debate that we're going to do uh, next week. If there's more news that pops up, maybe we'll focus on that. But if there's, uh, if there is no news, then we'll just make the content. So um, we're going to do a, a big old debate on Demon Souls 
pile-ups because I think it's a big old pile, but you you love it. It's a big old thing. But we'll get oh, to that in the future, Josh Fran. You've got to you, save it. No, you that's not save today's it. issue. Man. That's not next week's issue. thing. And people can weigh in. They can tag it. Go on social media. Find us on Twitter. Let us know what you think of Demon Souls, and we'll try and roll some of those opinions in. Um, I was probably going to say something else, but let's just, let's just talk about some new stuff. Um, the thing I was going to talk about is uh, the increasingly sort of prevalent conversation on just how important the next-gen systems are. Um, because I did see like a lot of people just saying, what do I actually need this system for? I've got, I've got hashtag my mate Dave getting in touch saying, like, do I need to get... <laughs> a PS5 or a Series X. And I don't know if you've had that conversation with like a relative or a friend or someone who comes to you as like the games person, the games friend and said, okay, Mm -hmm. should I get this new thing? And it wasn't until I was talking to my brother-in-law about it because he's going to wait until next year because he's like, oh, I heard that like the UI on the PS5 isn't as, there's a lot of bugs and I heard that it's some things need to be smoothed over and whatever. And I was like, yeah, you actually don't really need to get one right now. And once I started mm-hmm. picking it apart, you know, from a more, um, you know, the average consumer point of view, someone who, who isn't an, an enthusiast towards games, who is maybe just like, because basically it's like, you need new system to play what? And the, the only, there's only two next gen games, Godfall and Demon Souls, um, yeah. which obviously neither of which I would say are worth buying a system for, but that might different, differ for you. But where do you generally come down on, you know, two and a half weeks after getting the system or, or be three weeks for America or whatever? Um, what's your thoughts on the necessity of the, of the systems? I mean, for me, this is always the case when it comes to new console launches, you know what I mean? Like, the people who buy them day, day one are the people most enthusiastic about it, are people who want to be those early adopters. They want to be there at the starting line. They want to have all of these new features. They want to try out the new controller. They want to try out the up version of games that, yeah, they can play on other consoles, but you can't get Assassin's Creed in 60 frames per second on the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One, you know what I mean? So there are slight differences. You could on a Pro or an Xbox One S slash One X. Is that true? Is, is, it, is it that um, well optimized on the? I'm pretty sure the, the performance mode will will give you 60, but it'll be 1080. That's pretty good. That's pretty wrong, good. So, well, the, the the point is though, it's very incremental. Otherwise, mm. you know what I mean. I wasn't going to bat and being like, well, this is like a huge leap up. But at the same time, like this has always been the case, you know, back to with the PlayStation 4. Yeah, you could argue that that had more true next-gen exclusives. You know, you had Killzone, Shadowfall, you had Knack, you had Rise, Son of Rome, <laughs> and stuff like that. Mm. I would argue they were also not worth buying a console for yes. day one. But I just think this is this is the case we come through every seven years, man. We always ask, is it necessary? And then you get into like this philosophical web of what is necessary and what isn't. Like to me, I I, I don't regret buying my next gen machine. I no. love playing it, and it gave me a jolt of excitement that I really needed at because of this year that we we're having. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I do also think it's a really um, great piece of kit, and I have thoroughly enjoyed the games that have come along with it both the true next-gen exclusives as well as the up versions of, you know, games like Spider-Man Miles Morales or I'm Ghost going to get... Um, even God of War like Mm. there was not there's not much difference but it's enough to appreciate it you know so here's the thing you mentioned that um you know it's the same every time for the for the the launch cycle of a system it's just it it it's weird because they've got a fascinating sort of like thought process it's like is or are the likes of Knack, Killzone, Shadowfall, or on the Xbox side, like you said, Rise, Son of Rome, Killer Instinct. Um, is it just better to not bother with those initial launch games that are always forgotten about? They're never a true great. They're only... There's like two consoles in gaming history that have had a true great title at launch, um, which was Super Mario World on the SNES and uh, Breath of the Wild on the Switch, which was also on the Wii U, so it barely counts. Um, is that just... 
something to be sort of sideswiped and go, look, to be honest, our R&D, our uh, money, our budget, whatever, is best put into the idea of upraising your existing library rather than putting something out, having a sea of knacks or a sea of kill zones or at least things to be ne- that are fundamentally next-gen that you fundamentally cannot play on the previous system. Yeah, I, I do think so because, I mean, you know, when, when we go back to those other generations, it's sort of common knowledge that the best games come two or three years after the game, after the machine launches, you know, once the developers have finally been able to get to grips with it, once they start making, um, you know, generation-exclusive games for it, once they stop having to ship, like, five or six SKUs of the, uh, of, of, of like, one Assassin's Creed, you know what I mean? Then we get <laughs> stuff like Unity or whatever. But I do think it's better to kind of focus on optimizing the games that do exist right now mm. for all of the machines otherwise we get in a position like we were with the playstation 4 where i loved battlefield um 4 at launch mm-hmm. but like that thing was a complete trash fire because it was releasing on so many systems like ea and dice have both come out and admitted that was a major factor you know we got call of duty ghosts that was the first cross-gen um call of duty for that cycle and that's, in my opinion, one of the worst Call of Duty games. And I feel like both, like all of these franchises are kind of learning from those mistakes and they aren't doing that again. Like this time around, Call of Duty Cold War, even if I don't think it's the best Call of Duty game, I do think it feels next gen mm-hmm. on a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox Series X. Like you get the ray tracing, you get the 120 frames per second mode, which is very very welcome so if you to can have, access it yeah yes yeah if you can access it if you have a tv or a monitor that supports it mm-hmm. but i think brass taxes these games like usually there's there's a, there's a problem with them but now they're just really mostly anyway well optimized they run better and you can kind of see that and appreciate the differences much more mm-hmm. than trying to play a battlefield phone and having it look pretty gorgeous and having all of the players in but having it crash every five minutes yeah you know I, mean? I think it's just it's a strange thing because like you mentioned um like philosophical thought before and like wider sort of conversations on like value and what does it mean like in this case what does it mean for a next gen system what is the next generation and i quite like the uh you know rising tide raises all ships side of making sure that everything is in 60 fps like i feel like mm-hmm. it's taken me this long to finally to appreciate 60 fps and it's literally just because you know these systems can actually play the vast majority of titles in 60 um, and i'm lucky enough to have the fancy stupidly priced lg tv that can do 120 <laughs> frames a second can't tell the difference between 60 and 120 josh brown but i can tell the difference between 30 and 60 although 120 yeah. fps titanfall 2 did blow my little weenus off and it was incredible but that's gross it's uh, it is a little bit but uh, caught it put it back on i think that in regards to you know those kind of conversations though that whole thing of like what is the next generation like it's it's weird because when you, if I bring it back to that conversation I have with my brother-in-law or like, you know, my mate Dave or whatever, then you, it needs to get more granular than just like, well, you can play this game or like, well, you know, you'll see it immediately. Like I remember when me and uh, Cleary did the launch stream for the PS5 and he was looking at Miles Morales and going like, okay, like that's not really, and he was comparing it to like seeing like Tekken Tag for the first time on PS2 or seeing Uncharted for the first time um, or, or, you know, something like that. And I don't know, like we talked about it on a different podcast, but it's like, is that era of gaming just gone where we're going to have to get more granular, where you kind of have to go in and sort of like just find out, well, you know, it's a higher frame rate. And if you sort of like do look at this, look at the background detail, look at this LOD, look at this stuff. And like, I don't don't know, like when I played Godfall, because it had so many particle effects and the the textures were so insane. And it was just this incredible, like I think that game makes an incredible first impression. It tanks afterwards, but the start of it's great. Um, And it's just that whole thing. Like, I, I just think that's where we are now. I think so. You know, we're at this point where we pushed like graphical fidelity for one, like not as far as it can go, but we've sort of 
plateaued a little bit in terms of those big generational leaps. Obviously, it's still going to get better and we're still going to be blown away, you know, in five years' time. And we're going to compare it to what we have now and be like, oh my God, how did we ever think we couldn't get better than where we are now? But I think, like you said, yeah, the focus here is on a bunch of different avenues that might not have had enough attention given to them. Like Sony's been all in on this kind of revolutionizing sound and whether or not we've achieved that is yet to be seen. Oh, the the 3D stuff. The 3D stuff, It's not even... Sorry, no, we should go back to that in a bit. Right, okay. But the fact that they've tried to do that in, in Mark, Son- Mark Sony, Mark Sony was absolutely <laughs> spot on in the wide interview when he was like, look, we've just not paid any attention to this for like three generations now and we're going to do it. We're going to push it forward. Mm. Like we're finding all of these areas where, where, like you said, we're rising the level of quality all around. And when it comes to frame rates, especially, like there was a lot of frustration. I remember in 2013 that the games were still going to be 30 frames per second or struggle to hit 30 frames per second. And now we have, you know, Assassin's Creed in six, we have Spider-Man Miles Morales in 60. And I was looking at Reddit today. You mentioned that thing of like kind of finally realizing the difference between 30 and 60. I think it was on the PlayStation 5 Reddit or something mm-hmm. where this poster was saying, um, I, 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 f- I fully apologize to all the PC players who were complaining that they couldn't play at 30 before because now you can switch, you know, like right. in Spider-Man, you have the toggle right there. You switch between performance and fidelity mode. It knocks it from 60 to 30 and you can feel it. And then suddenly 30 feels a little bit wrong afterwards. I will say though, like that, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was fundamentally disappointing. Like I, because you can't, oh. you, well, because you have to sacrifice something to play at 60. Like you're going to, you're going to sell me a game on ray tracing and visual fidelity and then tell me that actually, if you want the next gen frame rate, you've got to turn all those things off. Like I thought that was really lame. Ah, oh, see, I don't, man. I, I don't because... <laughs> Like because you, you can't do you can't do ray tracing if you put it in sixty. Yeah, but that's kind of like the sacrifice we have to make, I suppose. At least for now, you know, the, these games that's just so far beyond what is capable that I'd mm. rather have it in and have the option to turn it on or turn it off to prioritize something else because I think those things are equally as important. Like I don't know what mm. you would do without those settings. Would you just try to like merge it or like not give you the option for 60? See, I don't know. I think that enough, would be worse. Yeah. In like a, in a, again, in another sort of philosophical event, like I would go down whatever the developers think is quote unquote the best. Like it's almost like they don't mm. know. And like that whole thing of like, well, both of these are equally important. Well, I don't know as a, as a consumer, like as a player, like, like, yeah, they're both as important, but that just puts me in like a head to head anxiety bubble where I just go, <laughs> I, I'm for, honestly, I'm forever sitting there going like, I don't know if this is better in the other mode. And if I, I can't, like I go back and forward on those settings so much. And it's really good yeah. that on the S- on because of the SSD on the PS5, you can switch between them in an instant, but that just means that I'm switching more and more. And then I have to commit to one of them and I never know which is better. I would rather a developer just did as much as they can. And then whatever that is, just <sighs> give me, I, I want the artist. I want the crew. I want the, the product that the artist puts out like across every form of entertainment, every form of artistry. And so like when you give me options, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the artist. I don't know. That's all, always my thing. It's difficult, man. Cause at what point like, Oh, we're going to get into some proper wanky <laughs> stuff at the moment. I can just tell like, uh-huh. we're going to get into, like death of the author, author and stuff because at what point does like, like whatever the artist intended, it's also what like the player prefers. Like we are such a diverse array of players now in terms of what we expect out of titles, what we prioritize and what we want. Like a lot of people want to prioritize frame rate as much mm. as possible. You know, you get those think pieces over and over that are like graphics don't matter. I'd rather play it in the lowest settings and have the performance optimized. And that's incredibly valid. Yet on the other hand, you've kind of got, like, got people like me who want to push the resolution as high as possible. They mm. want the ray tracing. They want all these fancy graphical features. 
And I don't, I think it's just different ways of kind of viewing the game and in the reality that we're in now, where we have splintered in such a way and we're way more learned in what we know about like the tech that goes into video games. And we're way more clued in about, you know, like the different settings and the bunch of menus that we can skirt through and understand. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I just think, you know, we've kind of sadly for better or worse moved beyond that point of having one definitive version of a game because we've got all of these different consoles. We've got all of these different players playing at different levels and we've got all of these different priorities that kind of differ between the art department or the level designers and stuff like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But it, I just, it, it, it reminds, it's a lot of the stuff with this generation of consoles feels, feels the most like the tech industry, like the idea of, mm-hmm. and, I, and it's not that it's not that these systems are as iterative as a new phone every year or something like that. But it's for me, it's the same mindset. Like I, I only know one person from all my, like all my friends that gets a new phone every year. Like they're that crazy. Whereas I feel like most people give it at least two, three, four years. I'm, I'm like a three to four year guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're, if you're like chasing phones every year, but I'm just not. Cause for me, th- there's not enough of a step up. Whereas like that one person that I have, that's an enthusiast about it is, like oh well you know they've tweaked this one processor and it's going to load this a little bit faster and like for me that is fundamentally not as interesting as you know the like i said the the leap between previous generations um but at the same time you obviously just can't expect that as much but at the same time like to bring it back to you know exclusive games or, or next generation games or next gen features like the 3d audio um I don't know. For me, I do think you should be able to hold up a list of bullet points that say like, look, these new systems that are worth half a grand each um, Mm -hmm. can do these things that you couldn't previously do before. I think that that's valid on a consumer, customer, uh, you know, qualifier level. Um, And it's just, I don't know, it's fascinating picking it apart because I am satisfied with these new systems. But then whenever somebody asks me, why should I get one? Um, Mm -hmm. It's, you have to get granular about it in the way that you would about like a vinyl player or a a new phone or... (sighs) Whatever, and I don't know. That's not necessarily a negative, but like, I think mm-hmm. that we're in a, we're in a different paradigm of thought in regards to consoles now compared to where we I were think, before. I think we are, but I don't think it's that kind of tech specific. Like you mentioned there, like having a list of bullet points. I think mm. you could still get that list of bullet points quite comfortably, and then sell it to someone who doesn't really know that much about consoles or isn't an enthusiast. You know what I mean? Like if you what look you at the PlayStation, then? well, then you just got like, you've got like 3D audio, you've got the dual sense and all of the features that comes with that. Mm. You've got higher resolutions, 4K resolutions, you've got higher frames, you've got ray tracing. Like that's just the it's tip st- that I'm reeling off the top of my head. You know what I mean? Like those are big features that we couldn't get before. Mm-hmm. And I think just by looking at those, people kind of understand or by looking at the marketing that the next gen you know companies to put out like mm-hmm. that's conveyed I, the even then though I, like. I would even contest that because i would say like 3d audio isn't there yet it's not in the ps5 it's only on headsets like haptic feedback is only really good in astro you, we tend to turn it off in <sighs> call of duty multiplayer or oh. something I mean, what other game sells haptics in a way like astro does it but then it burns the controller out in three hours and then but, it's like oh, frame rates and resolutions after that I, I know what you mean, but I just, oh, I, I think there's more examples, man. Like for me, Demon Souls and Spidey, I like use the controller really well. Like from the microphone to the pressure on the triggers to, to, the, to the rumble in it. Like, I don't know. I think obviously Astro is the one that you go to because that's the flashiest. That's the one that is literally, you know, kind of a controller tutorial and yeah. more than it is a game. But I do think that, I, like for instance, I was playing Spider-Man Miles Morales the other day. 
and the haptics turned off because um, my controller was like really low and like, I just okay. saved it in time and it kind of like glitched out. It was in this liminal space. It wasn't quite dead, but it wasn't quite alive. <laughs> and it was only when everything was turned off that I realized how much I missed them. I missed the, the thwip of the web that comes through the microphone. I missed the little resistance when I'm pulling down for a swing. I missed the rumble when I'm doing the Venom moves. And mm. it, was, it was stuff like I sort of took for granted because it's been there since I picked the game up. And then once it wasn't there, I was like, Hang on, this is this is actually doing way tell. more yeah, yeah. than I thought it was doing, and now it's not there. I totally, totally miss it. Okay, yeah, I think for me, I'm yet to have a moment like that. Like, it's not. I, I do value the dual sense. I really like the controller, the feel of it, and I like the, those additional elements. Um, but it was just that case of like Astro does it so well. Like, I think Astro is one of my games of the year. I think it's immaculate. Um, but then playing something like Call of Duty, where it was like you know you only use a single shot, like a a, a, a rifle, like a bolt action rifle or something, and do multiple shots in a row. Um, and it just the controller is fighting you to do that. And I was like, okay, this gets in the way of gameplay. And I sort of had to go back and forward on like the idea of a controller feel dictating a loadout and like that's kind of cool that's kind of next gen i want to get a weapon that feels good and same in demon souls um but at the same time i'm restricting access to certain weapons certain items and stuff like that because the controller quote unquote gets in the way and so i've kind of gone splitting the difference on that i just chose to turn the haptics off in in call of duty so that i could get the loadout that i wanted and try a better variety of weapons so i think that's like an ongoing talking point um but i think something to roll in you mentioned 3d audio have you know like i don't know is any 3d audio anything when i've got headsets on i don't like because in in for me the the standard for 3d audio would be hellblade like that game mm-hmm. was obviously recorded with binaural mics it was recorded with 360 degrees of audio whereas they've said uh, sony have said that they use their tempest algorithms to change any game into 3d audio but at the minute it only works on headsets but i'm still yeah. not really noticing anything different as to any other heads like playing a head, using a headset on any other game one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. 
But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director, Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Ah, see, I, I have. It's obviously not as good as it is in, like, Hellblade. I don't think it'll ever be as good as a game tailored for mm. that 3D system with made with that in mind. Just mm. in the same way that auto HDR is never going to be as good as real HDR, you know, on the Microsoft side of things. Mm -hmm. But that said, I remember the first time I gave it a go was playing Zombies and Call of Duty Zombies. Mm -hmm. And I just thought... It worked, man. Like being able to like pinpoint exactly where these zombies were, the kind of atmospherics that were going on. It it did increase my immersion in a way. Same with Demon Souls, like the um, level in Boletaria where you've got the red dragon overhead. Like the screams coming from that thing while I was trying to make it over the um the the bridge. Just it it adds that extra level of immersion. And again, it's it's kind of proven your point in a way because it is very subtle and it is very granular and it's not mm. kind of something big and flashy. But I do think all of these features like cumulatively add to a next gen experience. Like you have to take them all together rather than just pinpoint them in isolation. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And it's not like these things aren't, it's not like they don't, it's not like they can't be held up as bullet points at all. It's just that for me, I think, I don't know. I come for me, I come at it from like a, maybe an old, like a, I want more, like, I just, I want more stuff. Like I, you look at Demon Souls and you look at, like, that's the thing though. Like I said, you boil it down to the specific next gen titles, those specific next gen features. Um, and it's, if I was going to make a bullet pointed list of like fundamentally things that you couldn't do previously um, on the Xbox side um, the auto HDR stuff has really like blown me away. Like I think that fundamentally enhances everything. You can do that on the Series S and the Series X. Um, and going back to my old library, like, it, like I said, it fundamentally enhances stuff like Splinter Cell, Mass Effect, um, you know, going back to any any old game that you kind of feel would benefit from a better depth of color or a better depth of, um, you know, different sort of lighting effects and stuff. Like it, it does make those things look better. Um, so I think that is something that like I've, I found myself recommending that to people like, oh, hey, you should get the Xbox because you get Game Pass and you can auto HD on mm -hmm. and everything looks better. Um, but like I said, just on the, the PlayStation side, it's like, it's, I, I don't know, I was going to say that whole... Um, backwards compatibility thing like how have you because it's been two, a couple uh, two and a half weeks how have you how have you been splitting your time between uh going back to old stuff versus like only playing the newest things because you have the newest system um mostly the new stuff like i mm. made my way through astro and then through spidey and then through demons and there's probably one more that i'm playing i'm playing bug snacks at the bug moment snacks. um but i have been back to some older games warzone obviously continues to be like a, a staple me and my friends have been playing that all year and i played mm -hmm. catherine full-bodied over the weekend just as a random it? thing i did i did do it was really Ooh. good I, just something i wanted to take off but um i found the backwards compatibility quite 
good. I think it's better on obviously games that are patched for the PlayStation 5. Like they might mm-hmm. not be a true next gen upgrade in the same way that you can have it for Borderlands 3 or Mortal Kombat or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, like just the added elements, like you said, Ghost of Tsushima or Days Gone or um, God of War that I dive, dove back into to finish the ending on PlayStation 5. Like mm-hmm. it's obviously not as flashy as the Xbox, but I think it is. Sony have kind of been quiet about it for no reason when it's it's really well implemented, at least as far as I'm aware. Yes, there is some mm. finicky stuff when it comes to the UI and making sure you're playing the right game, but I think in terms of making those frame rates solid, you know, making making essentially um, the PlayStation 4 games that work on PlayStation 5 as mm. good as they can be. Like, I think... Mm-hmm. I think they've done a pretty good job. Like, no, they have, and I, the thing they should, approach. they should have shouted about it so much more. Like the idea that Ghost of Tsushima just it just runs at 4K 60. The idea that God of War just runs in 4K 60. Like there are various first party games that if you just put them on PS5 just run better. And I feel like they could have easily just said free PS5 upgrade for all of these games and they just didn't really bother. Like there are, it's kind mm-hmm. of on each individual dev to sort of flag on the PlayStation store, whether they have a PS5 upgrade and um, you know, Borderlands 3, Mortal Kombat 11 and whatever. But it's just, that's another thing and it, it sort of goes on the, this isn't like, in the same wheelhouse as how it justified all the next gen systems, but it's more of like a bugbear. Like for me, all the a lot of the cloud save stuff and the trophy progress and like uploading a save within your old version of the game to then re-download the next one to try and access that save within the game servers rather than it being done on the on the system side. Stuff like that is really obfuscating and like. Um, you know, downloading multiple versions of a game and then trying to delete the old one, but then that deletes the new one because they're working off each other. And it's like, yeah. it's night and day compared to how Xbox does it. Like the, um, the series systems, just all the smart delivery stuff. Um, I feel like when Xbox coined the smart delivery term, we didn't really say much about it. We were just kind of like, oh, that's cool. You added a term to the idea of like <laughs> accessing an old game. But the whole smart delivery system is like, it rolls together the most updated version of the game. The saves get automatically carried across. You literally do pick up where you left off. Um, and I miss it. Like it's like I said, it's mm-hmm. night and day. The Xbox just works. Like that phrase has been poisoned by Mr. Todd Howard so much. <laughs> Literally, like it 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 is magic on the Xbox compared to how it works on the PlayStation. Um, and all that stuff has has only gotten in the way. Like I had I had to quote unquote had to platinum Mortal Kombat 11 on <laughs> on PS5 playing the PS4 version because the yeah. trophies don't carry over. So I was like, well, I'm not going to restart yeah. all 59 trophies. So I was just sitting playing the PS4 version on the PS5 like a moron, even though there's a PS5 version of MK11, which I'm now on. It was just like that's, crazy. That's infuriating. That's got to be. I would have been absolutely fuming. But when it comes to like that stuff, I fully like agree. I haven't had much personal personally in the way of issues with that. I haven't really had been it a little bit between all saves. Yeah. A little bit with COD where it, where it loaded up the PlayStation 4 version and I just thought, why are you doing this? Did it continue to download the PlayStation 4 version every single time I deleted it? And I was like, stop it. I don't have the space. And there is a lot of like finicky stuff with that. That's kind of plagued Sony for the longest time, you know, when it comes to not being able to change your username. You know, mm-hmm. really outdated, archaic problems that you would have thought that one of the biggest you know media companies in the world would have fixed by now selling one of the biggest entertainment products Mm -hmm. and a lot of like yeah it's not as smooth as smart delivery from what i know but it's not a total deal breaker and hopefully it does get better 
with time. Like I don't want to take anything away from Xbox because I really do wish I had an Xbox Series X to play all the games because, you know, through Game Pass, through the auto HDR, like you said, mm-hmm. like that that system also buffs the um, the base versions of Xbox One games to, you know, as good as they can be on the Xbox yeah. Series X. Like I do wish I had it to be this kind of backwards compatible powerhouse. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what Sony does, I do think that at most, there's just kind of like these bugbears that ultimately will be, I end out further on down the line that are annoying and arguably shouldn't be there, but also aren't like the red ring of death or, you know, no, no. I, I just yeah. think that you can very, for me, you can tell that they are playing catch up that like across, yeah. cause Sony are always reactive, but it's like across this year. Um, I think they sort of, cause you can literally tell the difference between the way Jim Ryan was advertising the PS5 at the start of the year where he's like, yeah, we believe in generations, but <laughs> we're going to do it. And then now it's like, oh, actually, people have got PS4. So like, oh, well, we're not going to abandon them, man. And then it was like, fine. But uh, at the same time, they had a completely opposite approach. And I feel like across 2020, um, they've had to kind of take a step back and go like, oh, actually, we should do backwards compatibility. We should do, oh, here's the PS Plus collection. And uh, we're going to do all this stuff. Like 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 I mentioned before, with like Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Days Gone, all these games that suddenly have 4K60 upgrade, uh, updates. Um, but then they've just, their marketing teams haven't put that out. So it's like, mm-hmm. it just feels like they're sort of playing catch up um, in a re- just a really weird way. Um, I was going to say as well, in regards to um, cross-gen releases like Miles Morales and the fact that uh, Jim Ryan won't say anything about God of War other oh, than man. saying... It's it's clearly going to be on PS4 as well because he would have said otherwise. Um, What's your thoughts on that stuff in regards to rolling it into the necessity of next gen systems? Like, if you, if I'm going to ask another question in a bit about like, you know, Mm -hmm. do you recommend people buy the systems? Like, you know, are they worth half a thousand pounds kind of thing or a thousand dollars? But in regards to cross gen stuff, are you kind of like me where you want fundamentally next gen stuff or like? What's your general thoughts on that stuff? Um, yeah, like yeah, obviously when it comes to going into next year, I'll be I'll be a slightly disappointed if God of War Two Ragnarok does turn out to be also a PlayStation Four game. Not because mm-hmm. I want to spite one hundred million PlayStation Four players, because it will <laughs> at that point, you know, a year maybe even more if it gets delayed after the fact. Like I'd want those, I want I'd want developers, especially first party developers, to fully take you know, control of the PlayStation 5 and what it can do and live up to that potential. But at the same time, when it comes to games that are there now, like Miles Morales, I think, is is one that me and you disagree on because even though you can play that on PlayStation 4, obviously, for me, it genuinely is like a next-gen showcase. Like, mm. for me, it is up there with Demon Souls or... I haven't played Whoa. Godfall, to be fair, but it's up there okay. with Demon Souls in terms of the fluidity of the animations, the ray tracing, the... Um, just, like, as a graphical showcase... I, like that blew me away, man. Like I can't deny it. Every single time it I did it for up, me until I saw the PS4 much. version and then went, oh, okay, yeah. all this text to do. Everything is in the PS4 one, apart from the performance mode and apart from um, there's like one of the ray tracing. Like apart from yeah. that, you from you could you can pretty much play it on the PS4. Like oh, what's that digital foundry thing going? Like oh, okay, like. Of, of course you can. Of, of course you can. But I do think those, like, like I, f- I feel like throughout this entire video, we've sort of clashed over the importance of ray tracing and these performance mode. Because you, you say like there, you, you forgot that ray tracing was a thing. Well, you know what I mean? I feel but like for me, they, I feel like they're hanging a lot of what is next gen on these features. So for me, yeah. as, as, so, as a, as a console peasant man who doesn't care about like resolution and whatever i just want it to work like i just want the simplest mm-hmm. i just want it to work if you're going to say something is next generation you're going to use you're going to use fancy buzzwords then i'm going to need that to live up to the idea of i'm going to throw money at this thing and then it has to pay off 
yeah for, for me like the next gen features that are in there do feel next gen from the mm -hmm. fast loading to the to the ray tracing which i think it looks absolutely gorgeous to that performance mode which like i said broke my brain and completely changed <laughs> the way i looked at um 30 frames per second action games uh to the dual sense like i said before like all of the features in that dual sense just added to the immersion and like i said i, I missed it when it wasn't there so they elevated that experience to a next-gen kind of level, at least for me. And there's a mission early on where you're fighting guys in like this um, kind of like skyscraper and you've got like this ray tracing on full effect oh, and you've yeah. seen the reflections in the floor. And I remember looking at that on launch day thinking like, people are saying this isn't next-gen, but that's mad. That looks like crazy. <laughs> that looks so good and everything's so fluid. And of course it looks great in PlayStation 4 because Spider-Man 2018 looked great in PlayStation 4, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I thought it was undeniably a next-gen experience and i didn't regret i didn't have that buyer's remorse that you sometimes get where you think Oof, i could have potentially got a better deal or i didn't have to spend 500 pounds on a console i think yeah i i definitely don't have any regret i just i think my overall point is just that sort of re that realization that like obviously video games for the longest time have been this enthusiast medium and but it's they've also gotten bigger than ever across the last gener last generation and so i think it's it's interesting or it's ironic or it's a hell of a talking point that we are bigger than ever and we'd have more people go like and the, as is evident by the sales and the fact that they're always sold out more people want the next gen system but then we almost have the most paltry quote unquote like next gen offerings right now in terms of like look what you guys should play look what you guys should look at and it's like that is boiled down to well like and it's not that they're nothing it's only that they're not great but like the glass in miles morales like, like there's a couple of levels in miles morales that have that those reflections they look incredible but i wish it was more of it otherwise it's demon souls and godfall faster load yeah. times and resolutions whereas like it's just such a crazy time but that's also maybe yeah. reflective of the year that we've had yeah, totally. I mean, when it comes to like the games themselves, of course, I wish there was more. I wish Xbox had some proper exclusives that should run the <laughs> hardware. Something. <laughs> something. I wish we had, you know, even a few more kind of third-party exclusives that would be, you know, exclusive to both the machines. And we don't necessarily have that at the moment because we are fully in on this kind of like bridging the generations in a way that we've never, ever done before. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like, if you're an enthusiast of this entire industry, and if you have the money, which is obviously incredibly important, mm -hmm. like to, to buy a console, if you're that like secure, then I think uh, for me, when it comes to this generation compared to the PlayStation 4, I do think it's a bigger step up. I remember getting the PlayStation yeah. 4 and what blew me away about that was kind of like, a slight increase in scale at launch. I remember like going back to Battlefield 4, the fact that you could get 64 players blew me away way more than any kind of lighting effects or advanced facial animation that mm -hmm. was there at launch. Obviously, we saw huge improvements further on down the line, but at launch this time around, I do think what this generation has to offer is fundamentally more of a step up compared mm -hmm. to the last one. And for me, that makes them necessary enough to want to go out to buy them, want to invest in yeah. games that I wouldn't usually invest in, like Godfall. Like I usually wouldn't give a crap about Godfall, <laughs> but the fact that it's a next-gen exclusive game makes me excited. It makes me want to try it. It makes me want to see what you know they've done on this system. I can say right now that Godfall is not worth your time, money, or <laughs> brain space. Um, I guess I, I think it makes a phenomenal first impression, but after you get past that guided linear bit, it's it's oh, it's it's bad, Josh Brown. But um, the start of it's good. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I think I mean I didn't even buy the PS4 or the Xbox One back at launch back in 2013. I, I just nothing about those systems at the time got me. Uh, I got a PS4 uh, the Christmas. I guess it would have been a couple of months after that. I didn't get an Xbox One for like two or three years after that. Um, I do I do agree with you that these these newer systems are a bit 
bigger step up and they, you know, normalizing things like 60 FPS and having that initial like 4K resolutions and having all those things, um, you know, are interesting. It's just, yeah, that sort of like um, person on the street thing, that thing, the way that Cleary, Cleary was approaching it in our launch stream of just sort of like, okay, what do I need this for? And I'm kind of going like, well, look at the, look at the windows and look at this and look, mm-hmm. it's high, it's clearer. And like, hey, look at Demon Souls. That looks great, right? And I just, I felt like um, this generation, we've sort of had to justify the, the systems a little bit more. And it's not like the sentiment that we're discussing now is unique to this podcast. It is out there everywhere with people going yeah. like, is, are these systems worth half a thousand pounds? What am I going to play on them? Um, and I think that that whole thing of like, well, you play everything you already, already played on it. It's just that it looks better and it loads faster and it's yeah. a higher frame rate. That's just such a unique angle that we're kind of at. But yeah. Yeah, I do think, you know, the, the biggest issue, if there is one, in selling this to, you know, our bunch of mates or whatever, is the fact <laughs> that the games just aren't quite there. Like, I think the one ace up the sleeve that gaming as a whole has always had is that it's got these franchises, these titles that people want to play and people know, and they don't care necessarily about what tech goes into it. They just want to know that it's the next big thing. They want to know that it's, you know, going to look better, going to run better or whatever. We don't necessarily have that at launch. So then you do have to go into more granular stuff. You have to talk about frame rate, you have to talk about resolutions. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to other industries, when people try to sell me on that in, in like for phones or something for the next iPhone, like, or vinyl it's not something i jive with my like eyes just sort of glaze over and i just don't care i'm sort of like the same as you like i'll have a phone for a good while before i want something else and the only reason i ever get a new phone is because i want a new phone it's not necessarily because i care about like the next features or how many cameras it's got and stuff like that and i kind of feel like this time around gaming is more comparable to that because Mm -hmm. the games themselves haven't been able to be held up to be like well you can only play this you can only play you know, the next Assassin's Creed on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. And you've got Demon's Souls and you've got Godfall, but if you had more, if you had a bigger slate, I think the same sort of trump card that gaming has relied on for so long wouldn't have vanished and we wouldn't be getting into these debates about whether or not it's necessary because I think fundamentally it is just the same as it's ever been you know yeah i would still say they're fundamentally necessary if you if you care about gaming like Mm -hmm. i think that especially on the xbox side that thing could not be a bigger endorsement of if you literally want to put your your love of gaming into practice you buy you get game pass and you get an xbox like it's just it's access to multiple generations in one go everything looks better auto hdr 4k 60 whatever like i love that especially on the xbox i said on this on the series side you compare that to the ps plus collection or playstation now like they're they are great systems um, but I just, I think it's it's fascinating sort of picking apart like the necessity of it in regards to like how it, how it differs. Like, it's not like we're not seasoned gamers. We've been playing a long time and we've, when we've seen like our share of system launches and I think this one has the most nuance to it, um, which yeah. is like, that's what kind of what makes it so interesting. Um, I guess, yeah, as the final uh, potentially like super open-ended question, would you recommend that people spend half a thousand pounds on a PS? Because I was going to say either, but like PS5 in your case. It's so hard. Like, it's so, I don't. I don't want to be responsible for anyone buying this machine and then getting disappointed. I no. think, obviously, you know, if you the financial reality of it is, it's a lot of money. If you've only got that amount to spend on something, maybe don't. Don't think know about what to it, eat. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. assume that this nebulous person has the money to spend, and yes. they're uh, you know they they don't know whether to invest or not. Yeah, if you've got the money to spend, if you love games, I think it makes sense to try and get one. You know what I mean? I haven't mm-hmm. regretted my time. You're going to be future-proof. There are, in my opinion, great games to play right now. And more importantly, the better versions of the games already out that you can play are significant enough so that, for the most part, at least from what I've played so far, it, it still feels like a next-gen experience. It still feels fundamentally like something that you can't 
get otherwise roll that in with like the PlayStation collection. The, the fact that the stupid PlayStation five doesn't sound like it's going to take off every time it's booted up. <laughs> so I can actually hear the dialogue of what's going on. Uh-huh. Those quality of life changes, both in terms of the UI and on the hardware for me, I was, I was desperate for a next gen upgrade <laughs> long before this PlayStation five dropped. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future. So I, I, I endorse it, man. I think it's, yeah. I think it's a good, thing to pick up right now yeah I, 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 the biggest irony and like maybe like just something that would be such a thing that i would say and do currently think is that i think i recommend the series x more than the ps5 but that's mainly because i don't personally value godfall and demon souls as reasons to yeah. pick up a playstation 5 whereas i do fundamentally value all the upscale stuff the auto hdr stuff and the access to legacy like to all the content you have on the xbox side i think the xbox uh, does third party enhancements so much better than the sony side and um, so it's like it's a weird thing but i yeah it's like if you're an enthusiast for this medium, then I think that obviously you can't go wrong with either really. Um, but it depends what you think you're going to be spending your time on. And if if exclusives are a big part of that sell, then for me on the PlayStation side, they don't have that. Um, Microsoft haven't bothered with it and just sort of said like, well, we don't even, we, I get Halo Infinite delayed and everything else is coming in a few years and let's just enjoy HDR Splinter Cell. And I think that like, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like there's any particular conclusion to this other than we are both the enthusiasts that would spend money on this stuff and we have. Um, but I think that it's an ongoing conversation that like we can, we've thrown our hats in, thrown our, thrown our towels in. Totally, our and I'm going to come in. around your house, you know, socially acceptable. <laughs> when you not, can. Yeah. And probably throw a DualSense controller at you for saying it's not very good. <laughs> well, the DualSense? Yeah, the DualSense is great. That's, that's, that's my final thing is buy it for a DualSense. The DualSense is great and <laughs> I like the vibrations. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, actually, yeah, we'll probably do some sort of list on games the DualSense makes better because I, uh, I need to restart another No Man's Sky save because apparently that has incredible haptics and stuff in it. Um, but yes, <laughs> rare is the day that I'm not restarting No Man's Sky. Um, but yeah, come and find us on social media. Let us know what you think of the PS5, the Xbox, if you've managed, I guess Xbox Series systems, if you've managed to get a hold of them um, and what's your general thoughts on the necessity of the next generation and um, for now ivan scott from whatculture.com joined I mean, by josh Brown. Jo- i mean josh from whatculture.com have every ending to everything we do all at once this has been the news lads <laughs> we've been the news lads catch you next time see ya Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.